I can't do that. What? I can't be in silence. I think I've had this conversation with you before. About the Dandy Dan podcast. Dandy I'm just thinking about, like, I now picked up Thor versus Hulk, if you would. I like what they're doing, Banner but I do not know. know what's going on. Banner's, like, in control of Hulk now. Or apparently it was oh, part of him already. I'm just so be, confused. Th- because it's the new version of Hulk that's in that storyline. It's like Hulk's in a brain spaceship. Okay, no, it's such a weird concept that they're doing. Um, It's being written by Donnie Cates right now, the current run of Hulk. I've read up, I think I've read up four issues on it. But basically, in their story, um, they're implying that, like, everybody thinks that the Hulk is the worst thing about um, about Bruce Banner. Like, Bruce Banner is a good guy, but Hulk is this monster that he can't control, and it's, like, a danger to mankind. Yeah. And then the angle that they were taking it, at least in the first issue they said this, like, but really, what if the Hulk was protecting us from Bruce Banner? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like Banner was like a super genius villain. Like, yeah, like he was low-key a secret, like, secretly, e- like, a megalomaniac evil scientist. So, in this version, um... Bruce Banner figured out how to control the Hulk. And the way he does it, he has, like, all this tech stuff on him now. And he basically, in his ima- in his mind, he is inside a spaceship. And the Hulk is his engine. And when he needs more power or, like, to get, like, more strength for, like, a fight or something, he would torture the Hulk by making him more more and angry and he can't do anything. He's just locked away in this room and he can't get out of the room. So every time he gets more and more angry, he's just giving more power to this imaginary spaceship inside Bruce Banner's mind. And that's why he has like a helmet on? Yeah. He like created this device so he could control him. From what I read, because I think I only read up to the fourth issue... I believe he meets Reed Richards. Like, one of the Reed Richards from, like, an alternate dimension. He, like, escaped the the dimension that he's from. Yeah. it's So, so I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what's going on with that Thor. So. I'm looking at it, and I just think the cringest shit possible. I look at that Thor, the new one, and I'm like, oh, it's the Thor from Fortnite. It's Fortnite Thor? Yes, he has the Fortnite Thor theme. Does he? Yes. He has, I haven't read Thor. He has a stripe on his chest that's blue. There's little tags here and a red cape, just like the one in Fortnite. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the Thor comics. I know that he's now like the king of Asgard and he hasn't been doing anything on... It's like a beard and everything. Yeah, he hasn't been doing anything on Earth or anything. He's been like out of commission because he's the king of Asgard now, so he doesn't have to... He doesn't deal usually with Midgard. It's it's such it's kind of weird how like DC and Marvel end up like reflection reflecting themselves. Like right now, well, I'm not gonna say right now because I haven't been reading any I don't read mainline Marvel and DC stuff. Yeah, so like suck. Yeah, they usually suck, so I don't usually read them. Or I actually I shouldn't say that. I should say I do not like them. Because the saying they suck makes it sound like... I'm just saying like they, in general, always suck. I do not prefer the modern ones. For I do not find those stories enjoyable. But, um... I do find Hulk enjoyable. 
I usually find Hulk stories enjoyable. Um, and, uh, so I don't know what's going on with Thor. And I don't know what's going on with NDC. But I was going to say that in when I was reading uh, Injustice... What, no, wait. Was it called Injustice? No, it was called Justice Incarnate. Sorry. just I read this comic called Justice Incarnate. And in there, they said that Wonder Woman was out of commission. Because she is now a god. So she's no longer Wonder Woman. And they had somebody else being Wonder Woman. I think it was Nubia. Nubia? Yeah, Queen of the Amazons or whatever. And I'm just thinking, like, it's kind of funny, because then Thor is also out of commission, because now he's a, the king of Asgard. So it's, I don't know, I just found that, I was like, huh, that's kind of weird, how they end up, like, mimicking each other. Yeah, because Wonder Woman's supposed to be, like, Thor, right? No, not necessarily, like, like but... North gods, Greek gods. Yeah, she's very inspired by Greek mythology. So, Thor's I see it as uh, I find, like, it's, like, a little interesting thing they're doing with uh, the Hulk. I think uh, another issue I read was Everything Sucks. And that was, like, the only reason why I keep on bringing that up is because I really like the characters. Because, like, I miss regular show and all that. And it's, like, decommissioned. It doesn't exist anymore. So I was like, oh, I miss it. But they have, a, they have the Close Enough show. Yeah, but like... That's made by the regular show creators, kind of... It's close enough. It's, it's almost there, but like, it doesn't have the same vibe. Like, these are people's responsibilities, and they're not like carefree individuals that are like struggling to live and get by. I could relate to Mordecai and Rigby more than I can relate to the Close Enough people. Yeah, but like... You get the same feeling with everything sucks. Yeah, they they do give that it's same, the same vibe. vibe. Independent people struggling to like get by, and then like even their day to day lives is a struggle. I so think. Just do I have, wait? Do I have that comic over here? Oh, I think I, yeah, I do. This pile, this big pile right here, has it. Did you read it? Yeah. Of course I read it. There's a lot of... There was a lot of good indie comics we were reading. We're... Okay, so I think we're both like... Like, pretty... pretty you didn't behind. even want to get that. I had to put it in your pile. No, you... Stop lying, boy. Bro. Stop lying. No, dude. Frank was over there like... Oh. Uh, I don't... Like, uh, do you even like, like that? And I'm like, dude, this looks great. I like this. And then you're like, I don't even know if I want this in my pile. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting it. I think you should too, cause it looks good. And then you're like the only one that I said that to was San was uh San Saint Santos or whatever. It was not Saint Santos. No, it was this. Okay, no, this one we both agreed on. Is, is that it? even good? No, it's not good. And this is okay. So the one that we're talking about right now is called Apocalypse Five Thousand by Ken Landgraf and Bob Hazar. You can flip through that if you want to. Dude, I did not like that comic. The art style was very weird. There's these people that are supposed to be like cyborgs or something. But they look like the regular people. Except they have these like weird... If you've ever seen Doctor Who, Cybermen ears. 
<laughs> and it's you mean just, uh, the tubulars? Like, you can look through it. And it also made no sense to me. Like, it was like they were trying to go for, like, a Mad Max vibe. Because, like, the hero is this guy who's just, like, wandering. I'm looking at it. It's so weird. I didn't. I did the not like it. The dude's body's chrome. And then at the end, you re- I realized, like, this comic is just advertising this fucking artist. Because at the end, it just goes, buy my services on eBay. I'm Landgraf Drawings or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's why the story was, like, dog ass, I guess. It's, it's whatever. It's, I did not like it. I did not really like the story for this. Um, and I did, I did, and I did not like the art. It's very old style though. So if you're into that, but I personally didn't like how the story, it, the story didn't really flow. The main character looks like a Native American or something. Yeah, it's yeah, cause it's it's just, I don't know, it's just really weird. But yeah, he looks. He looks very weird. The cyborgs have robot arms. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's it. They, they just have arms. arms or chest. Do you see? But they all look the same too. It look they. They look like cyborgs, but they're not cyborgs. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Those guys look. That's that's what they look like. They just have antenna ears and like. That's usually what they look like. They don't look like cyborgs. I mean, they don't look like androids or robots. They're supposed to be robots, dude. They're supposed to be like Terminators. They look like cyborgs. So then I'm like, what the fuck are these things? They they look like cyborgs. Why are there... If they're supposed to be like robots took over the world or something. And they want to kill all the, the leftover humans. But it's like... If that's the case, then why are they making themselves look like that? like Like cyborgs. They either would have gone full human to, like, trick human populations and sneak in there and, like, find their nests or something and kill them. Or they would have just looked full robotic. Like, why are they even attempting to make themselves look humanoid? I don't know. But yeah. the cover art for that comic looks cool, but, like, yeah, the final page looks cool, too, right? But, like, other the whole comic was boring. And, like, the art in it was boring up until, like, the... Uh, the end, I guess. Bro, the cover, the back cover and the front cover makes no sense. Just like a lizard Satan. Uh, this is what I'm saying. The shooting cover. Fainted, like shooting lightning out of his eyes. And his hands are reaching out trying to grab you. Then there's death behind him and a bunch of demons. And then on the other side, it looks like the lost land of tomorrow or something where you see like a giant death lizard with laser cannons out of his ears with like T-Rex. It looks, look, yeah, it's funny because like, so that's the inner page. The inner page. I'm to make that right one. now. Bulldozer dog. They look cool. It's just when you start reading it, and like the art just goes down, and then it's also boring. It, it felt so no, boring. It doesn't look like you put effort in that one. And so it's, yeah, right. It's like a, like we wasted six dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah, and it was just like an ad for this guy's eBay. Uh, like how much is page? everything sucks? Pull that out. No, there. Talk about it. What is? Was just pull it out. Well, let's just pull this whole stack. Oh, dude, dude. <clears throat> okay. Pull the whole stack out. It's probably in the very bottom. 
Oh, then I must have put it away in one of the in the in the comic boxes behind you. Uh, I'm gonna what I want to read. Hand it over. Is I'm gonna start reading um the Predator versus Batman. The what? Predator versus Batman. Oh yeah, you bought that. There's there's a lot of like there's a lot of hidden gems that people probably never even knew were made into comic books. Yeah, people don't realize how much like Spawn and Batman team up. Dude, this it's funny because I got this at the comic shop for like fifteen bucks. I mean it, it's kind of has like a little bent corner or whatever. I guess that's why it's fifteen, bro. But like no, but he had another copy that's a nine point eight grade that he uh, got at CGI CGS or whatever. CGS scored. Yeah, he he got it graded. He has it comic graded or whatever. And of course, we're talking about our local comic shop, uh, Treasure Chest Comics. Um. Oh, but yeah, speaking of like new comics, we're talking about like new indie comics that we read. Here's a cool one. I like to keep an eye on like the cool ones that I read for uh, for you to read it. Um. Okay. There's actually several that I read that I think I'll bring it up to you because they were actually really cool. And then these. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about. Mo- I'll talk about most of them. Since I always end up reading the comic books before you, and I'll tell you if they're good or not, so... I already told you that this one was horrible. This is called Third Wave 99 by Scout Comics. This was so boring. Like, so I thought this was going to be about surfers and kind of like a... What is that one show that was on Nickelodeon a long ass time ago? Like, Rocket Power? It gives Rocket Power vibes. Because it has a surfer... He's like he has he's like T posing or something. What is it about? It is like a cop drama. This guy is like um a police officer? What are they called? The undercover agents? Yeah, he's like an undercover agent who has a surf shop and he's like investigating some kind of like crime ring or something. And that's what it's about. So if you're like into cop thrillers, I guess you should get this comic. Me personally, I'm fucking sick and tired of this. Because all of our TV shows are this. They're always these undercover cop bullshits. There's like so 200 a of these. TV show based on a comic. It's a comic that's like written like a TV show. This is yeah, basically yeah. like Burn Notice or something. So if you like Burn Notice, you probably like this because this is what it is. Um, I don't like this. This is boring. When I'm reading comic books, I'm trying to read some like escapist type shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to read like either good art, incredible stories... Um, they don't have to be, like, incredible, like, mind-blowing, yeah. but, you know, interesting. This was actually cool, I think, from what I remembered. Uh, uh, it's called Playthings by, uh, Scout Comics, or their Black Caravan, uh, variant, uh, subsection or whatever. Haunted Doll. It's a Haunted Clown Doll, so it's, like, Chucky. It's alright. Um, this one's called Thud, issue number one by Scout Comics. Uh... I did not like this. I did not like this at all. The art style is horrible looking. It's yeah. kind of gross. It looks worse than uh, Orcs in Space. Here, if you want to open that and look at it. Um, I so, don't want to. It's a barefoot, weird... Okay, so, no, but it's funny. Oh, man. The story? Okay, so this guy basically... I, it's like the, uh, the author self-inserted himself. Because the story is about him and how he's like a grown-ass man. Like, he always wanted to make a comic book or whatever. And then he got, like, a normal job. But then he remembered about the comic book character that he wanted to make, as like, since he was a kid. And then he gets knocked out or, or like, in a car accident or something. And he wakes up as the character that he drew as a kid. 
in this weird universe as that that creep that character, and he's like running around saving people and stuff, and then he wakes up in the hospital. So it's just like, it's weird. It's the like, art style looks like some Adult Swim doodle from like two thousand five. It's it's definitely different. I personally do not like it. Also, the name of it is just Thud. His powers, uh, his powers are basically like um, uh, Kamala Khan or whatever. Uh, Miss Marvel. He has like Miss Marvel powers, where like he can grow body part, like parts of his body, to be bigger. So he can go from like this little kid to becoming like the Hulk, because he would just like make his muscles big, or he will make his feet big, his hands big. That's why he wears no no shoes or gloves or wears those gloves because he can like make parts of his body bigger so he wears stretchy clothes i mean it's like an interesting concept i guess but i feel like it's already been done like i feel like this story was already done in in max this is so cringe yeah i didn't i didn't like it this is really bad like self-insert it's right. It's Edgy like a version. it's like a self insert thing. I can't do that to myself. All right. So this is the other comic I didn't like, but this one I thought was sort of funny. It's called Crime Destroyer by All Time Comics. Uh, it says here True Till Death or something. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking read. The art is horrible, but it's, it 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 reads like an Adult Swim cartoon. Like it makes no sense. Bro, I did not understand what would just happen. Like, there was these... Bro, they have, like, a gang of incels or something. Like, that, that like, attack people. There's, like, this weird, like, Christianity theme going on in it. Like, dude, you gotta, like, open this up and read this. Because this is... Don't even read it. I mean, like, just flip through. There was, like, a scene. What, what did they say? Oh, they call themselves pilgrims. There's, like, the, a gang of these teenagers. Yeah, they just, like, came in and started, like, attacking people. At a church, the, the the people were like, Jesus, whatever. And then these freaking, like, incels come in. Yeah, they're pilgrims. They call themselves pilgrims. They're like, we're pilgrims, pilgrims. And they're, like, just yelling shit. And they're like, what are you doing here? And they're just, like, yelling stuff. And then they put a bomb or something and, like, blow up. Because they wanted to stop the, the, the hero crime destroyer. Who, his outfit looks ridiculous. It has, like, fists on the shoulder pads. He... He look, I don't even get, like, does he actually have powers, or is he just some big weirdo in a costume? Is he, like, a Batman? I, I don't know. It's really weird, like, the way they wrote this one. They're, check out the scene where, like, one of the characters, his mom dies. Like, one of the incel kids. His mom dies because, like, his other friends or whatever uh, blew up a bomb next to him because they were trying to kill Crime Destroyer. And it kills his mom. And I'm like, what is going on? Why was his mom there? Like, <laughs> this shit makes no sense. It looks like he's like Batman. And then, like, the villain isn't even the, the pilgrim kids. The The villain ends up becoming the church guy, the, the reverend of the church. He was, he was doing a Dr. Phil thing where he would be like, these kids are bad news. You need to send them to my camp. And then when they send them to his camp, he's just like... Emotionally torturing the children and being like his slaves and stuff. He's just like, you are worthless. You're worthless. You must follow my plans. To be good little boys. Did you take them with like drugs? 
That comic was written, must have been written by like an, a dude on like 60 grams of acid or some shit. Yeah, shit makes no sense. And like the faces like, they make, they're so weird. It's like, it's like I'm reading a comic book from the weird people that made those like anti-drug ads. No, it but looks they're on like, acid. No, dude, they look like those tests where they like Johnny had 12 apples or something, and then like. The art style is exactly the same to that. Like, no, but, like, I'm talking about, like, the way the story like is written. They like the SAT. Dude, the way the story is written is, like, one of those weird movies that they make you watch in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? Like, Billy did this. I don't know, dude. This shit just looks uncanny. Dude, that shit was... It was weird. Hold up. I have that separated because those are the Dookie comics I don't like. Throw them over there. I'm probably going to add this to my pile of comics that turn into gift wrap. Anyways, so here's some good one. We actually just bought this, these. We brought this over recently uh, in our last uh, last week when we went to get more Code comics. Code forty five. Code forty five by Scout Comics. Um, this one is really interesting. It's about this girl that got a job at the metro station, and she just talks about how like the metro has like this weird secret thing where they um, people who work at night at the metro station know that there's dragons that live in the subway station. And that's, like, a myth. And then she was talking about, like, she heard about it, but she didn't think it was, like, real or whatever. And then, like, her roommate at the... She just moved to the city. Her roommate is a DJ. And he he decided to have, like, a DJ party in an abandoned subway station that's connected to the main one, but it's, like, the abandoned subway station or whatever. Uh Uh, because like what they had like a friend that w- was a subway station worker, and when he saw that she was there and they had a conversation, he was like, "Bro, what are you doing here? You work for the subway station. You know why we can't, why why people shouldn't be in the subway stations at night or whatever." And uh, it ends on a cliffhanger with the fucking dragon being right above the entire rave watching them. So I think, I think that the fucking dragons eat people. The subway station knows about the dragons that are in the sub- subway s- system. And they, like, sacrifice people to the dragon. So it wouldn't eat, like, the actual normal people. They probably, like, let all, um, the dragons eat all these dumb ravers. And nobody would know what... Nobody would care because, you know, you're going off to the middle of the night to go dance doing drugs or whatever. At, this, at, a, at a party where you don't disclose the location to people. So they'll just be missing and nobody would know what happened. But anyway, it's a pretty cool story. It definitely has me interested. This was issue one. You should definitely check it out. This one, okay, this one is actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, Season of the Bruja by Oni Press. This is issue one. So this one's actually really cool. Um, uh, Bruja just means witch, by the way. It's uh, it's like a story about this girl that. Is like a fledgling witch who's like learning how to do stuff. It starts off with like an exorcism. She does like a deal with like, um, like a demon so it doesn't possess a kid or whatever. But like it's cool because like there's like all these weird creatures in it. Like one of her friends is like a werewolf. There's like this other creature that I don't even know what it is. Um, it's like it's mysticism, but it's not. Uh. European mysticism or whatever, right? So it's not European witchcraft type stuff. So they're not worshiping Satan or whatever. I think there is one in in there, but like there's mostly like 
Mexo-American witchcraft type stuff in this uh, story. That I mean, obviously it has Bruja in it. So there's like uh, gods and stuff and like the little Mexican avatars that you would see in like Coco or whatever. Um, that one was cool. I Okay, this one, this was called Beyond the Beyond uh, by Scout Comics. Uh, issue number one. I actually do want to show you this one because this was actually... Uh, one of the ones that I put on my list. I'll read it real quickly. It was about in the future. It, it takes place in the future. And there are, I believe, planets that they mine for energy. And there's these scouts that go flying around looking for the planets. There In this book, they hint that the AI has become sentient and kills people. And, like, this girl, like, wants to escape the city because in the, the main colonies, you're a slave to, corp to the mining corporations. And they, like, train them to only do no mining stuff. So she wants to get out of there and escape from this weird mining capital, uh, like, mining slaver slavery mm -hmm. type shit. It's really weird. Um, it's very futuristic. You can see her trying to. She's she wants to go to the the area where her parents died to like learn more. Um. Oh, they actually have like an AI on board. So like, I feel like this is gonna be like a very two thousand one space odyssey type of story, where like, you know, the AI is uh like secretly planning some shit against the crew. Because uh, I know you haven't Did read you even like that one. Uh, this one. Okay, so this one is weird. So it's a Black Caravan comic. That's a Scout Comics uh, horror division. Uh, it's called Rad Wraith. So there's some things in it that I didn't understand. But basically, it's there's a, it's like a Jason Voorhees story in a way. Basically, there's a little kid that plays uh, that skateboards. These bigger skateboarders, like, they bullied him. Tell him to do this, like, trick on this ramp that none of them skate on because... It is uneven, and you could get hurt. Convince the, the little kid to do it. He basically falls off his board, scrapes his whole face off, and dies. And then those bigger kids dump his body into, like, a lake. And then he comes back as a zombie. Um, Because, like, the lake was, like, enchanted or something. I don't know. And then he, like, runs around killing them with his, like, ghoul... Cost this ghoul skateboard or whatever that's like alive. It's a pretty cool, interesting story. Also, the parents don't know he's dead because uh, he's like normal in the daytime and then at night he turns into this ghoul thing and like drives around, skates around killing those uh, bullies or whatever. Mm. This is the one that I really think you'll like. Uh, and I didn't think Scout Comic would make this type of story. Uh, so, uh, shout out to Peter Rick, uh, Rick or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was Rico, but that's actually a Q. Peter Rick. Because this was cool. So, it's, uh, King's Vengeance. A, no, A King's Vengeance by Scout Comics. I actually read issue one and two. The art on this is very unique. I do, I do like it. Here, go ahead and look at that. Um, but basically, this is a story about, like, okay, so... This king has a son, and the son 
is this takes place in like a sci-fi future. The sun is like um, what are they called? A uh, uh, a telepath or whatever. Uh, is that what they call them? Telepaths or like psi people or something? I don't know. Basically, he has mind powers, but he's like a, psychics, bro. Psychics. That's what they're called. Dude, he has Akira level mind powers. Like this man is almost like a god. And his son, like, basically kicked him out of his kingdom, became the new king, and is, like, basically, like, uh, becoming a tyrannical, a tyrannical uh, ruler to their country. And his father's trying to take back his, uh, his, his kingdom. It's so cool. Like, he has, like, this cool sword that, like, he will stab people with, and then, like, it has a trigger, and the sword will, like, explode inside of people. He rides a raptor as, like, his vehicle. Like, it's such a cool-ass comic. And then the cool art style that it has. Like, what would you call this? Like, I don't even know. But it's it's definitely a very interesting-looking comic as well. With, like, a simplistic but complex, just, like, drawing style. Like, I, I very like... I, I like this a lot. You should definitely read this one, bro. Because this one was actually really cool. But those were all of the... Um, independent comics that I've read. All the other stuff that I've been reading was like Noctera. I've been reading Moon Knight, which if you haven't read Moon Knight, um, their current run on Moon Knight is actually pretty cool. I like how they introduced like Moon Knight now has like a, a buddy that will take over for him or whatever if he's like out of commission. I have to read it like issue one, bro. Is that, who's that nerd guy? Yeah, nerd, nerdotic dude, and he's just like gloating about like. I read Moon Knight. Moon Knight's original, original run. run, and I'm like, that's the worst one. Oh fuck! It was so lame. Ooh, he's James Bond with a cape. He's like Batman, but cooler. I'm like, that's the worst storyline ever. I like it when he's like a schizoid guy. Is <laughs> way cooler. Ooh, he's he uh, the fuck. Man, he, he could Moon Knight wrong. right now is so cool. Dude, Moon Knight right now, dude, in the comics books, okay, so first of all, he he has this his own church now called the Midnight Mission. And and it's literally like it has like these cool like Egyptian gods like behind him, like a statue of like uh what's the moon gods called? Uh Conchu. He has a statue of Conchu behind him with like a fire pit on underneath him and shit, and it's just like mm. And then he's just sitting there in like this chair, just looking like a boss. Like, hello there, welcome to the midnight mission. How may I help you, or how may Conchu serve you today, or whatever? And then they would tell him their whatever the problem is. They would be like, I think our house neighborhood is invested by vampires. They've been killing all the neighbors. And then Moon Knight just like vampires. And then he's like killing vampires and shit. I'm just like, yo, it's so cool. And then now he just recently, all right, so. Um, there's a, there's a new villain that Moon Knight's facing, who's, like, the opposite of him. He doesn't want to help people at night or whatever. He wants to, like, he's, like, a serial killer or something. And he dresses all in black, in, like, a cheap suit, and he has, like, a lock around his neck. Um, this guy's fucking over Moon Knight's life. He stole all of Moon Knight's money, so he's no longer a millionaire. So he couldn't afford the place that he was renting. Uh... Or, or whatever. I don't know what if it was... I guess he was renting it. He was, he was renting this office space to, like, house the Midnight Mission. Oh, no. He was He owned that place. It was destroyed by that guy. 
Then that guy took uh, hacked his bank account, stole all of his money, so he had no way to buy a new place. And uh, like this guy was fucking over his life. And um, but then Moon Knight, uh, he, it was such a weird thing. Like somebody contacted him about a haunted apartment building. And then he realized that the apartment building is actually a living creature from another dimension that took over the apartment and, um, uh, like, feeds off of humans. Like, their psychic energy, I guess, like, of being scared. So it would trap you in their apartment building and freak you out. So it would eat your fear or your emotions. And then, like, it would let you leave or whatever. Or it will kick you out afterwards. Um... It didn't work with Moon Knight because he's being held. He's a vessel for a god. So it didn't like him. And it was like, get the fuck out of here. But he eventually convinces this being to work for him. So now he has this. The Midnight Mission is now an altered dimensional creature that could appear in any building at any time. So that means Moon Knight could just. Moon Knight is now even more mystical. Can you imagine that? You're like, what do you like? Oh, I need help. Like, there's blah, blah, blah. And then you just turn around, and there's just a building there that wasn't there before. And it says, like, just like lights flashing. It's like midnight mission. And you go in there to see what it is, and it's just Moon Knight. He's like, how many? How many can't you help you? <laughs> That's so cool. I just love what they're doing right now. It's kind of like Doctor Who, but like cooler. Yeah, he's now, he's just getting more and more cool. I, I freaking love it right now. Oh, not to mention that he has, like, this. There's a. There's the dark uh, Moon Knight. Who's like this new version of him? Um, it's not him. It's like another guy, and like he also is working in the background too. So like, when Moon Knight was um, taken to jail, which uh, for the Devil's Reign uh, storyline event, mm-hmm. this guy took over, and I was just like, oh, that's so cool now, because if Moon Knight has like a tie-in event, the story's still gonna keep going because he has his like his Moon Knight brother. Uh, I, I don't know what they call, they're going to call him, um, because right now they just call him Moon Knight, but he's not Moon Knight, he's like, no, he's like something else, he's like, uh, because like, we, we talked about this before, Khonshu has like different faces, he's like the dark side, uh, face, I guess, because he's like all in black with like the shining moon on his forehead. Yeah. So cool though, I... I, I'm I'm loving what they're doing with Moon Knight right now. On a different note, I'm thinking about like what uh, the Borderlands series. How like I don't know how to think about it, but I I don't have a nostalgia filter with Borderlands. So when I play uh one two and three again, I'm like not enjoying it, like the number two, and it's cause like. They were storyline heavy, but the storyline was weak. And then, like, you do you remember that last boss fight at all? That shit was garbage. Just like a it giant. Was Borderlands too. Yeah. Yeah, the big monster. Yeah, I it was remember it. Big monster died easily, and like the the bad guy Jack, he fucking like you could choose if he lives or dies or something. It's just so dumb. The storyline is like... I don't even feel bad about like any of the characters dying or anything. So, um... The... Okay, so... 
I found Borderlands One. I found incredibly boring. Oh, I felt like dry. so. The reason why I felt like it was boring, like the gunplay felt like boring, like all the guns felt the same. Um, and then like you only fought like on this boring looking bland desert planet. It was very weird. And then the, what made it interesting though was the DLCs. I played the DLCs. I played the zombie one. That one was actually really cool. And then I played the Mad Moxie Underdome, which I thought was really cool and had great music. Then the sequel came out, which I've never played. Like, alright, actually, let me re-elaborate. I played the sequel. I could never get past a certain point. At a certain point, it was like probably right after you meet the Firehawk, I would always quit. It was just so boring for some reason to me. Um, well, we got past that finally. Well, he did. I think the story... Yeah, we finally beat it. But I think the story for Borderlands 2 is probably this better is weak. than Borderlands 3. It's just that the game feel for me, it wasn't there. It felt Not like, even that, dude. Like, I like how they're comparing villains. It's like, Jack was this, this, and that. And I'm like, bro. No, Jack, I think, is a better villain than the twins. Yeah, he's like Don't more motivated because he's a CEO. But, like, he... It's because, like, I guess they wanted more. Because <laughs> they had, like, a story. Before the third one came out, they had a storytelling game. Then they had, like, the prequels that, like, developed the dialogue between all the characters and storylines. So I'm guessing they perfected their story arc stuff with the prequel and the, you know, the that weird game... What is it? What are they called? E-novels? Digital novels? It's what they made. They made a Borderlands digital novel. Oh, oh, um... Visual novel. Yeah, visual novel. You're talking about the the Telltale's Borderlands game. They have a Telltale's Borderlands game, and that's like heavy story. Yeah, I I didn't play that, and when we got into the third game, um, one of the characters died in that game, and like, there's like so many references to him dying. It's so weird. Um, Alright. I was just thinking about it. It was probably because I didn't really play Borderlands 2 that much. But Borderlands 2 introduced a lot of cool elements. Like like different weirder guns. Yeah, it had more gun variety. But yeah. then they also removed a couple guns off the board. I don't know. I think it's because we didn't play it around the era that it came out. And also we were playing it on PC because it was hella buggy. It was hella buggy. I dude. think that, I don't know, like, in order for us to experience it and dude, have fun... It, too, dude, I would fuse with the wall. In order for us to experience it and have fun, I think we would have had to had, um, the, uh, what's it called? It's like, I would, like, slap PlayStation, we, we would have to buy it on PlayStation 4 on release date or something. I don't know. I was trying to play as the Magnomancer, and she was busted in that game. Busted? Yeah, apparently, like, oh, her, yeah, her yeah. light effects would crash that your game. It made no sense, because we would have, we have rigs. But I don't care. Like, the thing was, the third game solved a lot of the issues that I had with the first and second game. Like, there was an issue that we were having where we were like, why did the fuck did you make vehicles in your game if, like... They all suck. Everywhere you... They're, like, everywhere you go, it immediately tells you to get the fuck off. And then after that, you take, they like, ten steps and... Bark- blockades. After that, you immediately get hit with a loading screen because you have to enter a building or something. Borderlands 3... Is great. They fixed the vehicle 
um, issue that yeah, we were having. Yeah, they have more vehicle variety, too, and vehicle modding. And the vehicles feel great, and the way your characters go into the vehicle looks cool. I mean, other than the robot, the robot's just so big, he just gets in there. But I guess it's also because he's like a robot, he's not going to do anything flashy. I think all the other characters probably get in the vehicle strange. Like, I paid, I, I picked the Siren character. She does a backflip before she gets into, like, the gunner uh, turret or whatever. Uh... There's way more variety. So, like, they did make a character called the Master, like the Beastmaster, and he just, like, spawns creatures, which I is like great. A, I love having a pet in the game. I like all of the all of the character designs for the new, um, for Borderlands 3 looked great. Yeah, they're great. Gun designs are way better, like, yeah, compared to that static, like, view, like guns they had. Dude, I like, dude, I I liked a lot of their gun designs in the new one. Especially, like, okay, so they had Bandit guns before. But the way they're doing Bandit guns now is even cooler. Because, like, I guess because all the tribes mixed together, they're all, they, their brains are just now bigger because they can all talk about it. Like, before it was just random, disconjointed tribes making weapons. And you'd be like, huh, this is kind of cool. But since they're all together now into the Children of the Vault, all the Bandits, they're, they're I guess they're able to, like, create better weapons now because they're able to converse with each other the ones who, the bandits that make weapons and they have such their weapons are really weird but they're like really powerful and really cool like um there's like a a pistol that has like a, a basically a car engine key and i'm like of oh, course yeah, yeah the starter you have like bro a of course a bandit gun is gonna have that they're they're literally their whole lives all they think about is guns and like killing people that they're gonna be like that's my gun that's my gun. That's why my like. That's why they have a key for it. Only I can use it. <laughs> like only I can use my gun. That's why I got a key. Like, ah, oh, it's just so cool. And then the way they look too. Like, ah, oh, they look great. I love the bandit guns in that game. Although, like, although I'm sad that they're not like permanent and they'll like destroy. I would honestly prefer their guns than um the uh, other people's uh, other gun companies in the game. But um. Unfortunately, their guns break over time. It's really weird. I didn't think that the Borderlands 3 was going to go to, like, every planet of every uh, manufacturer in the game. Um, we still haven't finished it. We we just finished the level for uh, Jacobs. Um, I don't know where they're going after that. Oh, they went back on Pandora. That's right. They went back to Pandora. So, I think we're close to finishing the game. Um, but I'm not sure yet, so... And me and my brother also were planning on doing all the uh, DLC quests before we uh, proceed. So we we have no idea uh, if they're going to go to, like, I don't know, Tedere's planet or um, what was the other manufacturer? They already Dolls. have... Uh, I already looked at the artwork for the game. They already designed all the character designs for, like, Tedarak and each company. So they can do that. Oh, did? Yeah. Like their soldiers or whatever? Yeah. They different classes and stuff. Are they in Borderlands 3? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, they did Atlas and Hyperion. Yeah, they already did Atlas, Hyperion, Malawan. Malawan. That's like the top three. Yeah. And now they got to do Dahl or um, Tedere or what's the other one? It's one more, right? Torg. Torg. That's the last one. Doll, Tedere, and Torg. I honestly feel like Torg are just like 
The Bandits. I feel like they're just like the Bandit Company. No, it's. I know they're it's, like it's basically the tribes of Pandora. But like civilized. The, the civilized version of it, like instead of being crazy people killing each other, these are like the big meathead alphas. They're so alpha in the, their planet that they like just started developing vehicles and guns. And oh, stuff. did you look up the lore for it? Yeah, well, they're the engine head guys. We played the DLC from two, and that's when they were introduced. They're they're literally the 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 engineers of their planet. Made a city or some shit. Hmm. You ever notice all their fire guns in the Borderlands Three are all like car themed? I don't think that Ter- Torg is gonna be involved then. Torg doesn't give a fuck. I, f- I feel I like think we're gonna have another Thunderdome in their universe. Probably, but I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be doing like the shit like Atlas or Hyperion did, where they're trying to take over vaults. Nah, they would. You think so? I think they'll totally like start like. Uh, it has to be something to do with the cove. The cove? Yeah, the the children of the vault people. Oh, children of the vault. Yeah. Do they even they exist? Do the, they do the remember, in the second one they had a vault and they're like come vault hunters for the arena. Well, they're gonna do that and then the children of the cove are gonna invade them. But look, look do you really think? Because I think after the Borderlands three ends, I I think that well no I already know. That their leaders, the God Queen Irene or whatever, she's gonna be dead. What the fuck is gonna keep them together? It's funny because like those two were goofy, and if the band is, I'm sorry, but if the band is united under one name, and it wasn't some dumbass that would like trick them into like following them, but like an actual bandit that became the leader of all the tribes, you know that guy's like a mega badass. Like, I don't even want to know what the Bandit King would have looked like. The real Bandit King? Oh my god. He'd probably be like some orc warlord. That's what I'm saying. He would have been like Psycho Craig. But like a big badass buff. Which he probably would have been the, the like, uh, what is the name of that guy from the DLC, the Torg DLC? Who's just like yelling and shit. He looked like, uh, what was his name? He like Hulk. Ed. Hulk Hogan. Oh. Yeah, it would literally be him. It'd be like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it'd be like Hulk Hogan. Right? Like, he's just a big buff dude, just like, let's go! I don't know. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I think we're gonna call it here. Yeah, man. Alright, brothers. It's been great talking. See you guys. uh... Bye.